Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We've got the John Knight in the house. You've heard me. You've heard me talk about him. He did our uh, our bootleg Cartoon Network Tunes Tunes shirts. God bless him. Those things were awesome. But been wanting to have you on for a little while, man. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Just glad to be here. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming through. <laughs> I love the studio, man. It's great. I know. I like it. We were in a bigger room before, but now it's like we have our own little space, and it's like. I don't know, it feels super official, too. You've been promoted. We've been promoted, yeah. We're on the come up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, well, yeah, like I was telling, like I was just saying, um, Mint Apparel, uh, we, could, we did an ad for you guys for a little bit. You, get, you did our shirts and all that good stuff. But for someone that maybe hasn't heard about you guys, uh, tell them what you guys do, like the kind of, uh, you know, apparel, what all, yeah, what sure. all services you provide. So we are a uh, clothing brand here in Oklahoma City, but... Um, you know, not limited to Oklahoma City as well. Um, but yeah, we started, um, actually it's been uh, seven and a half years ago now. Uh, it started out really small as just a uh, just a few things uh, that, you know, I would design and print and then just sell online in different little pop-ups. And over time, it's slowly grown into a full, full-fledged wholesale apparel um, for all different businesses and um, events and organizations, things like that. Uh, anywhere from schools to restaurants to, to breweries, all that kind of stuff. So we do, we can, uh, we can just screen print, we can embroider, we can design it for you. We can even do, it, it's even gotten to the point now where I'm designing and packaging um, beer labels and, uh, you know, beer glasses and stuff for breweries and whatnot. So it's come a long way uh, since the beginning. Um, and, you know, it's been awesome. I, I, I can't, I can't thank just, you know, all my supporters and everyone that supported Mint over the years because I couldn't have done it without them. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. That's kind of a speed, you know, sort of a time-lapse version right. of what happened. <laughs> a speed-run version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but we're, uh, we just hired our first employee, and so I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, and so there's just a lot of plans. Uh, so hopefully we're just sort of scratching the surface right now. Um, but, you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, man, and I uh, can't mention you guys without mentioning uh, Beer Hop, too. Um, yeah. Was that something that was, like, very natural for you? Were you just, like, a fan of beer? And for maybe people that have not heard of Beer Hop, can you kind of talk about what that is? Sure, yeah. Um, so uh, what Beer Hop is is a brewery guide for Oklahoma City. So um, right now uh, you can find all the booklets at the breweries. Uh, they're free to pick up. Uh, they include everything from a map where the breweries are located, all the taproom information you need to know as far as like, do they allow kids, dogs, all that sort of stuff. Um, now we're going to work on growing that and adding some more local content and things like that, pictures, articles, things like that. Um, but yeah, that whole idea, I actually got it um, years ago uh, visiting Portland. Um, there's a couple neighborhoods that have like little passport brochures and things like that of like where to go. And I thought that was really cool. Uh, cause I, you know, I'd never been there before and this was sort of like a way to point me in all the right directions. But, um, but at the time our laws hadn't changed, uh, for the breweries to be able to, you know, do what they're doing now. So it didn't really make sense for me to do that then because I would have been listing, you know, three breweries or something like that. So I just kind of held on, <clears throat> excuse me, held on to the idea. And then once the laws changed and we started coming see it coming through and I was like, well, we gotta, we gotta do this, you know, but sooner than later, 
Um, so that's kind of how it all started, and that's what it is. And I think that beer hop is um, something that like we're really trying to work to grow like um, like pretty 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 fast here, especially now that I've hired someone because. We, uh, it's not just going to be a booklet. I mean, we're trying to, uh, do full fledged, like, uh, you know, social media marketing and like be able to help other breweries, you know, uh, sort of be a one-stop shop for everything here brewery related. Um, but then on, on top of that, start doing events. Um, I mean, full fledged, everything craft beer. I mean, just everything dive It'd right be like in. Like a beer conglomerate, dude. Yeah. You know it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. I love that when an idea like that kind of starts out as one thing and then you're like, oh shit, but we can add and do this and we can do this and we can do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. super awesome when it just like kind of takes a life of its own. And I love beer too. I should have answered that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's a given. That's a given for sure. Right. Uh, what's some of your go-tos, man? What's like some of your favorite beer in the local scene? Oh man, should I answer that? Uh, oh yeah, you can't. You probably can't uh, play favorites. Huh? Yeah, I probably shouldn't be saying that. Uh, I like them all. I'll say that. That's uh, a good answer. I, I do have my favorites, but I, I don't want to. No, I feel you. Yeah, we'll just. That we'll, felt like gotcha journalism. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Jim. No, no, you're fine, man. <laughs> you're not. I, <laughs> you're all good. You're all. I'm good. asking the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Oh, that's too good, man. No, that's that's definitely dope, man. And it's been great to see like the budding brewery scene. Like, it's awesome. Um, seems like you know, like every other week, a freaking new brewery is opening. And I'm like, this is sick, dude. I know. It man. does nothing but bring the level up too. Like, beer is just getting better and better. I know, you know, because with all the competition, uh, you know, brings out the best in everyone. You know, and that that goes for any industry. Um, and so. When, when these breweries are opening, I mean, that's, that's direct competition to someone else. And so, you know, if you're not, if you're not on your A game, you need to be, you know what I mean? Not saying none of them are, it's just that it's making all the other beer better. Right. Like everyone's becoming big, like better because of it. And, uh, it's awesome. I mean, we are producing some really good beer in my opinion. Um, so I'm pumped about it. it it's funny because years ago before the laws changed and everything, we were starting to get some of these, uh, these, uh, craft breweries from like San Diego and like you know, Denver and Portland all over, you know, um, we're starting to get them in, like bring them in and get them in liquor stores. And I was so excited. Yeah. I remember getting left hands oh, and man, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. I know. And like now, like I would say if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd probably, I'd probably buy like 90% local. Like I don't even like, I, I have all those brands at my like disposal now, but I don't right. buy them, Yeah, you know? And it's not because I don't like them. It's just like, I love supporting local. So that's the cool thing too. I don't know if it's just like, Oklahoma City seems like very like unique in that it is competition, but like these guys aren't scared to like collab with each other and like yeah. they're people are always teaming up and like putting out a beer together and like you could find that beer at like both of their tap rooms. I'm like, that is so cool that you know, it's like competition for sure. Like everybody wants to make, you know, the best shit and like be the go to in people's minds. But, like, they're so ready to, like, to just collab on different stuff. Like, that is so cool. It is, man. Um, I love it. Um, like you just said, I mean, they know their competition. But, like, you know, you know, so-and-so met, you know, at wherever, maybe friends with so-and-so at another brewery. And, like, so, you know, they're all, I just feel like everyone's sort of working together, even right. if it's not making a beer. Like, at some capacity, people are working with one another. Or if, at the very least, hanging out, you know, at night or whatever, you know, on a just a random Saturday or whatever, you know, it's just, I just feel like a lot of people have a lot of respect for a lot of other people in that industry here. And it shows cause there's a lot of collaborations and it's fun. I love that, it. That's so true, man. There's just like a collaborative spirit in Oklahoma city that I've yeah. seen like 
even with like other podcasts, like just completely different like um, industry or whatever, I guess. But like, I'll just talk to people about what they're doing, like, and, or people ask me because I do a lot of like um, remote interviews, like people in other states, and yeah. the audio sounds real good, so they'll be like, "Oh, how are you doing that?" So I would like t- tell people like, "Well, this is what I do, like X, Y, Z." And then they'll give me tips, and so it's like it doesn't even real almost matter like the industry, like everybody's just like ready to collab, which I love. Dude, I do too, man. Um, honestly, like, I mean, everyone's got to make money uh, to support themselves. But my favorite thing to do um, in business or just in general is like forming relationships. Um, yeah, you know, like you and I, like or whoever. It it's just it's about meeting someone, you know. And if and if and if you guys like, if you like, you know have a good vibe going on like how can we how can we take your talents and my talents and do something cool like you know whether it makes money or not I don't know like that's just fun to me like and so if you can do it in a way that makes money as well then that's just like you know bonus I guess yeah, it's like a win-win you're like yeah, this win-win. is awesome yeah <laughs> party on yeah man uh well tell me a little bit about when you're growing up man what was the kind of stuff you're into I, you know we like to talk to our guests about um, the cartoons and the music that had a big impact on them growing up. Is there something that stands out to you when you're growing up as far as like you had to get home and watch a certain thing or wake up early on Saturday and check stuff out? What were you into? Man, like, uh, you know, um, honestly, I didn't watch a ton of TV. Um, I was usually like outside doing stuff, but, but I did have a few that like I could not miss. And one of them was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh man, dude, for sure. Every Saturday I had to watch that. And then um, I was, re- <laughs> I just, I loved that com- or commercial uh, cartoon, man. It was like, so it was just, I feel like I zoned out, uh, you know, while it was on. And then I just kind of came back to reality. Um, and I, Michelangelo is my favorite, man. Uh, that's, everybody, it's, I love hearing like, Who's your guy? Like, cause yeah. everyone's like, I love so-and-so. I don't know what it was. I, <laughs> I, I think it was because of the pizza. I feel like, cause I you, mean, yeah, you relate. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have, I really don't know. Maybe it was the nunchucks. I'm not sure, but no man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like GI Joe were like really big on my All list. Right. GI Joe for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. Have you ever gone back and watched GI Joe? It came back into syndication when I was like in middle school to high school and like real late on Cartoon Network. They would show like Thundercats, G.I. Joe. Yep. And I'm like, man, this is hokey as hell. I know. That's what I was getting. Like, so I hadn't seen it. I mean, it was probably since I was a little kid. And then I watched it probably two, three years ago. Uh, and I was like, I watched this. <laughs> You're like, how is this, how isn't this just as cool as when I was six? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But, but I mean, that's sad. I mean, I, I loved it as a kid. And that's all that really matters. I collected the G.I. Joes and, you know, like I played with them and stuff like that. And so it was really big and. Uh, another one a little bit later that I got real big into, I started even collecting the comics, was uh, The Tick. Oh, man. When it first came out, yeah. I think I was, I feel like I was in like seventh or eighth grade. I think that's right. Uh, so probably around 94, 95, I don't know, somewhere around there, 96. Uh, but anyway, I got really big into The Tick, and I just thought it was hilarious. Um, but, you know, and then I, I don't know what happened, but then it just I feel like it just like, I just stopped watching it. Really? Maybe it's because I got to high school or something, and I don't know. Yeah, I, like no I can't idea. be into this bullshit anymore. I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I think, I mean, uh, music was always more more instrumental and, like, pun intended. Uh, uh, nicely done. Yeah. Um, big for me. Uh, I'm actually a musician, so I play the drums. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah, so, like, like, music was always sort of a big passion of mine, and 
It's funny how I played the drums though. So I was in I was in seventh grade, and I remember my buddies. Uh, one of them played guitar. One of them played bass, and they were like, they were like, "Hey, would you want to like come jam with us?" And I was like, "Well, I don't I don't play anything," and they were like, "Well, uh, we don't have a drummer. You could be a drummer." And I was like, "Okay." So when I went and talked to my parents. And they, they, you know, they were like, all right, well, I mean, if you can pay for a set, you know, you can get it or whatever. So I literally, I literally got a little bit of money together, bought a set and then became a drummer because my buddies needed a drummer. Wow. <laughs> a utility. I didn't even like have any idea what I wanted to play. I just started playing the drums. The drums that, are yeah. so hard to play, dude. I feel like you got to have like two brains. Like I just can't get the doing two different things with your hands. Yeah, and, like, it, it took me getting used I'm to. like, this is ridiculous. You know, it, it's a fun, fun instrument. I think, uh, I think going back in time, uh, I wouldn't change it, but one instrument I wish I would have picked up and figured out was the piano. Oh, man, I love it, yeah. I think that may be my favorite instrument, period. I just love it. It's uh, so cool, yeah. Yeah, but um, no, man, I, I, I don't know. I just uh, I, I played a lot of video games, though. Uh, played a lot of video games, played outside, played music, played soccer. That was about it. Oh yeah. yeah, big soccer guy too. Yeah, I grew up playing soccer. I played a at a club here in in the city. I played in high school and then just kind of like trailed off. What but club did you play at? Cuervo FC. Cuervo, I haven't uh, heard of them. If you, you, it was in Southside, and then the next, you know, like the age you age out of yeah. the, that yep. club, the adult or adult the the older kid club of that was called Dog Pound. Oh, I knew Dog Pound. And so Dog Pound was like the big rival of like. Um, uh, Royals and all those like uh, Royals FC, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I grew up. I mean, I'm I'm Mexican American, and so I grew up playing with a bunch of Mexican guys that like would never pass. I'm like, fucking pass the ball, dude. <laughs> and so I grew up playing indoor and all that, seeing fights as ki- as a kid, and like eating uh, my friends all eating like the hot Cheetos with like the cheese drizzled on it in between games. Like, yes, it's it, Saturdays were just like you just go outside and kick the ball, man, and then um. You know, conditioning whenever we weren't when it was when it was cold, it's all conditioning, and then finally get some some uh, some touches in whenever it starts to get warmer and it gets real exciting. And I love summer league and everything, but yeah, I played for years. I loved watching it, and I just kind of like man, like lost interest in it in high school. But yeah, I always still love to like revisit it and watch like highlights if, if they're on or whatever. It's fun, man. I, I I got super burnout. I played too much, and then like like. You know, basically senior in high school, I was like, I, I'm just done with this. Like, yeah, I don't, that's I don't, about how I was. Yeah. I was a junior. Yeah, and so, but, you know, give it a few years, and then it's like, ah, oh, dang, why did you I? Got the why, itch. Why did I give up, man? <laughs> and then so I started playing rec and indoor and all that sort of stuff, and now I'm, you know, almost 38, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I feel like I would uh, really regret it if I went and started playing again and then, like, you know, bust a knee out or something right. like that, you know? But that indoor is a different beast whenever you haven't played in a few years and you go back and you're like, holy hell, I think I'm going to die on this pitch. It is, man. I, you know, it's a, it, it's a lot harder than what it looks. That's what you I always get tell gassed people. so oh. fast and indoor and you're yeah. like, man, I need a fucking line change already. I just came I out, but I got to go back in already. I know, man. It is so tiring. It's like, uh, but it's fun. It's just a different style. What, uh, what position did you play? I played uh, when I growing up when I was younger. I was a striker, right? And then as I got older, uh, my coaches started transitioning me to uh, wing. Oh, okay. Uh, because I was a, I was man, a runner. All I the run. yeah, I was gonna say you're doing all the running. Oh, I know, and I hated it, man. <laughs> I was like, I just want to go back to striker where I didn't have to run as much. Yeah, that's you just <laughs> cherry pick, man. Just wait for the ball to get played. I know, out. and you get all the glory. <laughs> 
Man, I love that. Yeah, I love playing midfield. I always played a center mid. Yep. I was always a good, like, hit me in the middle and stride at the middle, and I'm I'm passing it out to the corners, hitting the wings. You know, I'm distributing oh, yeah. the whole time. I was always pretty good at that. Well, center midfield, man, is the most important position in the game, in my opinion. It It is the position because you, you are literally – covering all the field except yeah. for the goal. Yeah. And then, like, you're doing all the distributing and you're making everything work and uh, the formations move around and all that sort of stuff. It is the most important position. I loved it, man. I loved yeah. it. But, yeah, and I, ha- I didn't have to take too many shots. I was never good. I was never a good, like, you know, striker or anything. I was always pretty good technically. Like, I had good touch. You were a distributor. I had, had some good feet, yeah. yeah. Um, I could put I could put a pass, like, on a line to you, but – um, just shooting, man. I, I was always skying them. I couldn't keep my damn chest down, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> chest and, and I get excited down, and like, get my chest back, you know. Like, ugh. I'll be honest. Like, even though I liked playing striker better, I was. Uh, I mean, I could score, but I wasn't as good as some of the other guys because I had the same issue. As soon as it came time to shooting, I got excited, like, huh. and then you forget all about the fundamentals, <laughs> right? And then yeah, and then it's a field goal <laughs> every time, man. I know, man. I know. Uh, I wasn't that good at it either. <laughs> I midfield was probably my uh I mean that's what I was the best at yeah I just didn't like running as much as they made me run man I feel that at a visceral level yep um well I always loved asking uh, people like what was the kind of music you remember growing up that was being played in your house maybe by your parents uh your siblings you mentioned you had siblings yep um that you feel like that kind of had a foundational like uh effect on like the kind of stuff that you're into now like what was a plan in the in the night household man that's a good question i don't know if it had an impact i'm unaware of it um but um i just i I like all music uh but my what i really started listening to early that i remember of or that i remember is like my mom my dad really never listened to music uh but my but my mom she had like she was really into Brian Adams and like Richard Marks and like uh, singer songwriter types. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, I got I got really into like Richard Marks one year, and I was like, I, you know, I got his album, and it was like the first CD I ever bought or first cassette I ever bought, and like, so I was really into that sort of stuff. And then like, uh, and then like, and then like a couple years later, um, I spent a summer with my older sister. She was driving me around. She had just had her uh, she had her driver's license, and I did, and I was younger. And uh, she was she was a giant Beastie Boys fan and the and the Cure, and so I started listening. To wow! Like, yeah, I started listening to the Cure and Beastie Boys, and like those were her two tops. And so I got a whole lot, a whole big dose of those, and then I was just a giant Beastie Boys fan. Wow! Okay. For years, in fact, I even went up to Kansas City to see them uh, at their Hello Nasty tour. Wow! Did they rip or what? Dude, it was awesome. That's sick. Yeah, and Tribe Tribe Called Quest opened for him. Wow. It was a sick what show. A good bill. Dude, yeah, it was a rotating rotating stage and everything. It was just awesome. That's legit. I know. And then, like, um, I take that show for granted, too. <laughs> I, I, I forget. I don't talk about it enough. I, I know. I forget how <laughs> awesome it was. It was an amazing show. I, I wasn't even drinking. Was <laughs> that's totally, how good it was. That's how good it was. I was totally <laughs> sober. Um, no, but then, like, so I went through that. And then, like, that was right about the time when I started learning how to play the drums and then for some reason I started getting into like offspring and like and I'm talking about like like original offspring you know right. like smash and like uh not not the fly for a white guy the real stuff. punk shit yeah um and those I start- guys are crazy too they're all did you, do you know a lot about those guys I guess not they're like literally all of those guys are genius oh yes I do know that they're like 
yeah. uh, biomedical chemists and yeah. shit. I'm like, how are these guys? Literally everybody in that band, I think, is a doctor. Yes, I do I do know that. I'm like, how on earth? I don't know, and I didn't find that out. I mean, when I was a big fan of theirs, I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't even know until this year. Yeah. A friend of mine that's a big fan, he was like, you know those guys are all brilliant, right? Yeah. And I'm like, my friend's got a girlfriend and he hates that bitch? That guy's a doctor? <laughs> I'm like, how... I know. I'm like, this is so crazy. I know, and you know, like right when that right when that transition was happening from like their their like hardcore days to to their their newfound like sound, uh, that was like right in my adolescence. And I'm like, oh, they're selling out, and like I so I had I had to ditch them. <laughs> I had to ditch them because they were selling out. Now man. everybody listens to them. Oh, I know, you know. And then um, and then right about that moment, I started listening to ska. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. Real so, big fish and yeah. shit like that. Oh yeah. Started listening to them, and then that sort of transitioned somehow into like Third Eye Blind and like uh, you know um, like the '90s alternative that you think of, like the Pearl Jam, Semi Sonic, and all yeah, that. Yeah, all that. Um, so I, I just went through all of it, and then the early 2000s when I was in college, I went through a hip hop phase. Um, it's like and, a time to go through that kind of phase. There's a lot of good shit yeah, coming out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of house parties with rap playing and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I have no idea. Um, and I don't know, man. Now it's just now like I'm really into like uh, electronic dance music and stuff. Yeah, so, I remember I saw you or I saw that you posted. I was here interviewing the opener. It was this was a crazy night. The Midnight played here. Yes, I was watching the show, and when the when the opener left flamingosis i came up here and i interviewed him while the midnight was playing <laughs> and so i got to interview the opener flamingosis he had like a, a tie to the show from before and it was just like a cool like full circle thing that i got to interview him but i interviewed him and then ran back out and like caught the like the end of the yep. midnight show and i'm like everyone i've ever met in my entire life was at this show like it was crazy and then I, I was seeing later, and that's how I knew you were there. I didn't even know you were there at the time. And then later, I'm like, fucking everybody was at this shit, because everybody's posting about it, you yeah. know? I was, like, going through Instagram stories. I'm like, they were, like, right behind me. I didn't even see them. I know. I know. And I, I honestly thought, so, like, I went to go see them last April. They had a show. So, like, for people that aren't listening, Midnight just don't play places. Like, they, they don't, like, they outside of L.A., they don't really tour around a whole lot. So I was like, when am I ever going to see these guys, you know, if I don't go to L.A.? And I saw that they had a show uh, at Meow Wolf in Santa Fe. That's so dope. What a cool place to see them. Dude, I, I was like, I have to go. So uh, me and my wife, you know, we, we got tickets, and uh, we have a friend out there, and we went to go see him, made a dual trip out of it, and that show was awesome. That's so sick. If what you, a great – is it like yeah. a – What's the venue like there? So, okay, so have you ever been to Meow Wolf? No, I've, like, seen about it, like, on social media and yeah. stuff and, like, just reading so, about it online. All the pictures you see, I mean, that's what it is, just on a grander scale. Um, so what's so cool about the the stage and the performing area at Meow Wolf is it is literally integrated into the entire, like, immersive experience. What? That's crazy. And it's in the back. There's not, like, a direct door that you just go in. You you go into the front door of Meow Wolf, and you have to, like, find your way back there. That's insane. You have to, like, walk through the yeah the dryer or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> there's all these different ways, and, like, you don't know where the stage is. They just say, all right, here, here you go. I mean, that's it. And, I mean, but they give you, like, you get there, like, an hour before the show, so you find it. It's right, not right. giant. But anyway, you get back there, and then like the LEDs and like the cr just the craziness that is the sh the stage and everything surrounding it, 
And then the fact that like them, like the, and their music, it just fit almost like perfectly. And it was unbelievable. That's so cool, man. Yeah. That it, it, like the vibe is very Dude, it was it's like the vapor wavy, yeah. like very pastel y type it thing. Fit. Yeah. It fit because uh, it, you know, when you're back there, it's very much that. There's like these these waves of light and there's like these weird signs and a lot of it's neon and it just they fit perfectly in that environment and it was so, so cool. That's and sick, dude. And then like it like literally I think it may be the week after we got back from Santa Fe, they announced they're coming here. Oh, you're like, fuck. I'm like, oh my God, I spent all this money to go to Santa Fe and they're, they're just coming here. Yeah. That happened to me. Uh, my big my big band that they're my guys, that's Kings of Leon. Oh, yeah. I, I listened to them since I was in middle school. And uh, they announced a tour for the Walls album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the last album they put out. And uh, I was gutted, man, because they didn't have an Oklahoma City date. And uh, so we went down to see them in Dallas. Yep. And uh, so I was like, all right, cool. I got to see them. And then they come out with the second leg of the U.S. tour, and they had a stop in, at Chesapeake. I was like, dang it. <laughs> so we went and saw them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what was cool about that is that um, I guess they, like, undersold the show or something. I don't know what happened, but we ended up getting upgraded into, like, my wife had just bought us tickets. Just I'm, like, the kind of guy, I'm like, I just want to go just to go. Yeah. Like, I want to be there. That's my music. Those are my guys. Like, we'll be in the nosebleeds. That's fine. And so she would bought us just, like, 300-level seats, like, Loud City at the Chesapeake. And, uh, yeah, we got upgraded to the 100 level. So wow. I was like, it was sick. For, like, nothing? Yeah, like it was, a- like, we paid, I think, $60. It was, like, $30 a ticket. And I was like, this is awesome, dude. Wow. And Dawes opened, and they those guys fucking rip. I've never heard them live. <sighs> they get, they're good? They're so good, man. I'd never heard them. Um, I, like, knew who they were. I never, like, went out of my way to listen to them or yeah. anything. Until that show, and I was telling a friend, and, like, I, she's, like, the kind of friend. Like, you have the friend that is, like, your music person and mm-hmm. if they say like oh yeah these guys fucking rip you're like okay i'm listening to him like no sight unseen i'm listening to like him. they have credibility she's that person yeah. yeah and so she's like dawes freaking rips like you guys like i can't believe they're opening and she's like she's like a mom and everything she's like the coolest lady i know that's like it's crazy like how cool she is but she was like yeah, I can't go to that because I just saw band. I went to Band of Horses, and my husband's going to Kings of Leon. So she had to pick which one she wanted <laughs> oh, to go gotcha. to. Gotcha. And so I was just like, "Oh God, you're awesome!" But yeah, she was like, "Dude, Dawes are the shit." And I was like, "Okay, I so believe awesome. you." Okay, okay. And so yeah, they're man, they're so good live. But yeah, I've seen there every time I've seen Kings of Leon. Anytime they had an opener, I, I'm trying to remember. I think the first time I saw them, I was a band I didn't care for, but. I saw um, uh, na- local natives. I those you know, guys rule when I've they opened. Heard, I've heard of them. I haven't really given them much they're listen good. to. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Okay. And then, yeah, Dawes opened that time. I can't remember too many of the other ones, but that was one of the main times um, that I had heard an opener that I wasn't really familiar of or familiar with. That I was just like, yeah. these guys are awesome. The only other time I could think of something like that specifically. Um, my buddies want to go see Foo Fighters in Tulsa yep. when, I, when I was in college. And I knew Motorhead was opening. So I was like, well, I'll get to see Motorhead with Lim- before Lemmy passed. Yeah. And there was this other band from Scotland I never heard of called Biffy Clyro. Never heard of them. And <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Because they like walk out with no shirts on. And <laughs> it's just three dudes. And I'm like, what? Who are these guys? What kind of music? Uh, it's like alternative for sure um i'll have to play some here in a little bit but 
Um, but they fucking rip, and they hit these three part harmonies, and I'm like, oh man, I who love. Who are these guys? The they are amazing. I love good harmony. I went man. and bought that album. I left the concert the next day. I went and bought their album. Wow. I was like, these guys are amazing. That's awesome. Man. Um, that's awesome. Did I, you ever? Did you ever have something like? I don't know if you got a lot of shows, but have you ever been just like blown away by an opener? Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. So it's. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to remember specifically. Um. Like I know. Um. Well, this doesn't really count because I had heard of them, but I hadn't heard much of them. But uh, we went to the Third Eye Blind show, the latest one at Criterion. Right on. And uh, small pools opened. Oh, I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, they're pretty cool, man. Like, uh, they've got the, I mean, they're alternative. Um, they're, I mean, they're pretty classic alternative, nothing like crazy or anything like that. But they, uh, man, they have some really good, like, uh, melodies and stuff like that in their songs. And uh, anyway, like, I was just kind of surprised. I was like, I was already going to go to the show. Right. Because Third Out Blind was, like, my favorite band, like, growing jam. up. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll go see them for, like, a 30th time. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> How's it going to be, baby? Yeah, I know, right? Uh <laughs> But no, I listened to Small Pools, dude. They were so good. Um, and uh, we went to go see St. Lucia at the Jones, like, what was it, a year or two ago? Uh, but, um, oh my God, the name's going to fall out of my head. The opener, and it was the same story. Like, I knew of them, but I hadn't really heard a whole lot of them. They were really, really good. God, I need to remember their name. Um, um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> we'll come back to yeah, it. You can think honestly, it. though, like. It, it happened more so when I was actually like playing live like myself. So as like a as a band when we'd like go play a show, sometimes our opener or sometimes we were the opener or sometimes we would just go to shows um, to meet other bands and things like that. And like, dude, it's amazing what I found out like like in the like the you know the minor 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 leagues. You know when you're first starting out and you're just playing like little venues and things here and there. Like there was a lot of good openers. You know what I mean? Because they're like. They're, they're just now getting started, and they have to give it everything they oh, have. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're hungry. They're trying harder than anyone else is, right. you know? And so that's that's honestly when I saw a lot of, like, talent that I'd never heard of uh, for the first time. Nowadays, like, if I see an opener, I've, I've at least heard of them uh, for the most part. Yeah, um, I try to do my research now. If I'm, like, not familiar with someone, yeah. I'm, like, there's been a couple times when I saw Muse in college, um, Passion Pit open for them. Yeah, I went to that show. Did you really? Oh, yeah. my God. Did we talk about this? So, speaking, I should have remembered this. That was the reason I went to the show was for Passion Pit. I was a giant Passion Pit oh fan. Oh, my God. That's and I, crazy. I hadn't even listened to Muse. Are you serious? You're no. like vice versa. I, I didn't even listen to them on purpose because all my friends that I was going with were going because of Muse, and I was the only one going They were, like, Passion gassing Pit. them up. They were like, we'll just get there, you know, like, you know, 30 minutes. or They were wanting to go later. I was like, no. like I'm got to catch the opener, yeah. yo. Yeah, so we were at that show, yeah. That's insane. That is so... F There's been so many people later on... Like, I posted about it not that long ago. can't remember what I... Oh, it's because I posted about um, Manners. Manners. Manners turned 10 years old last year. It came out in 09. Uh, don't tell me that. I know, I'm sorry. 10 years old? God. But I was like, uh, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this album turned 10. Like, I saw these guys open for Muse at yep. the Chesapeake. And yep. like out of the woodworks, people that are completely unrelated from my from different walks of life, they're like, "Oh, I was at that." I was like, "How the fuck was everybody I've ever met at this show?" Like, this is nuts. Well, it is. I think it's the only time Muse has ever come through here. It may have been. And they're, I mean, they're a they're an international band. I oh mean, yeah, that, those guys. And that's three guys too. And they, yeah. I'm like, how the hell do they get the sound this big? Their bass player is insane. 
everyone in that band is a virtuoso. The lead, the Dude. the guitarist, he's like literally playing like class. He's like playing Bach, like on the guitar. Like that's he literally said that's his inspirations. I truly, I'm like, think, how the fuck? <laughs> I think Muse is maybe one of the most underrated bands. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like maybe ever. I mean, I, I it's kind of like when you uh, you left that show and went to go buy all the albums. You know, it's like. Dude, after that show, like I went for Passion Pit and I love Passion Pit, still do. But now I'm like almost a bigger Muse fan. Like that, that was an amazing show. I had never seen anything like it. These guys kicked ass. You're so good. Did they have the spotlight on the guitar? Dude. Every, I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? If they didn't have any lights or anything going on, it still would have been Oh awesome. yeah, for sure. But like, it was just like a whole experience. Yeah, it was like a production. I mean, they should be in Vegas, maybe. They could have a residency. Yeah. I don't know. That was a good show. That was probably the best example that I didn't think of until you Fuck, said that. I can't believe you're at that, man. That's insane. Dude, I and I love Passion Pit, man. They, they're so they've good. They've been around for a while. They're really good, too. Yeah, I remember I when... Uh, I can't remember how I even heard about them. But I remember knowing it because I, know, I knew both of them separately. And then when I saw they were coming on tour... like It's just like any time you see that two bands you really like are on tour you're like how the fuck this is amazing i know i know dude it's like it's like christmas yeah you're like i've got to go to this for sure because <laughs> you would have gone to it if it was just one of them now it's both of them and it's like well not missing this yeah the, the most recent one that's come up like that is like two completely separate bands i'm into this band called chan haven't heard um, of them they're kind of like um they're like it's all instrumental it's kind of like very like uh man it's not like atmospheric at all. It's not like explosions in the sky or anything like that. Huh. It's very like melodic, tapped harmonies. Like it's funky. It's kind of like the Fall of Troy. If you ever heard of them, uh-uh, I haven't heard of them either. Uh, it's like mathy. Like they're they're goofy. Like they have some cool like time signature okay. stuff that they mess with. John, we'll but have they, to. But they're opening for Coheed and Cambria. Oh, Coheed. And they're playing the Diamond Ballroom. And I'm like, I've got to fucking go to this show for sure. <laughs> Diamond Ballroom, man. Could you imagine Coheed? The Coheed's going to blow the windows out of that place. Dude, it's going to be so loud in there. God, Coheed and Camry is awesome. I've, that's another band like I used to listen to a whole lot of, and then like for some reason just stopped just fell listening. off. Yeah, yeah, just there's just so much music. It's like, you know, you just like go start cheating on other people, you know? <laughs> I can't listen to them anymore. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. God, the Diamond Ballroom. I remember seeing Girl Talk there. Wow. Yeah, dude. Whatever happened to Girl Talk? I don't know. I was just thinking about that was a really fun show. You mentioned that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't think of like. Uh, I've seen some good shows there. I saw Thirty Seconds to Mars there. That's a show I regret not going to. Oh my god! I was gonna say if you said you've been there or went to that, I would have like fucking deleted my account. (laughs) Uh, that was a good show. I think Anne Berlin opened too. I'm a big Anne Berlin fan. Big Anne Berlin fan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so that that show now I'm just gonna cry because. That's one of the like of probably top five regrets of like shows like that show, God. like because I love both of them. In fact, I like Amberlynn probably a little bit more, but like I loved both of them, and like I don't even remember why I didn't go. It wasn't a good reason. It wasn't like I was out of town. You were just like me. I think I probably was like ah, I don't want to pay that, and then like afterwards I'm like, what am I thinking? You know, <laughs> like it was so worth that or whatever. That I think that might have been that same show, if I remember right. That I was blown away by a different opener called New Politics. I, and the guy like break dances. The lead singer like break dances while they perform. It's another three piece. Holy shit! All these three really, pieces are out here, out here killing it, dude. That's impressive, man. Especially as a musician. Like one thing I, uh, one thing I respect more than anything is like 
if you can put on like if you if you can replicate the sound that you record uh i mean if you can replicate that studio sound in live like that is oh yeah that's aces that is the ultimate like compliment and then especially you know the less the less people you have and the more you do that's even more impressive you know For what sure. i mean if well, you this, have, yeah this dude's like so he'd break dance like i was saying he started out the show doing a headstand like he's on his head vertical singing upside down and i'm like this is bananas <laughs> i was like what the fuck who are these guys and they're from like uh belgium or some shit of course and i'm like who are these guys like this is so cool but yeah it was huh. i think it was that same show was and i'm i always think like i'm getting my wires crossed because i there was like a time a couple years stretch where i was like going like the diamond could not miss because they were just having show after show after show and uh, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if I got my wires crossed there, but I'm pretty sure it was New Politics and Berlin and 30 Seconds to Mars. I'm pretty sure – I don't know about New Politics, but I'm pretty sure you're right on the other two yeah. because I remember – I remember. Uh, Jimmy World was the other one that I loved. I caught Jimmy at, at the Diamond. Have you heard his new album or their new album? Yeah. Um, I was listening to a couple of the singles, and I'm like, this is different. The They had a video that was super crazy. I haven't seen one of their songs. I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? It's but, a pretty uh, good little album. I mean, um, classic you know, Jimmy. Yeah, and I I don't remember when they released the last one, but it, it's been a few years. It's I feel been like. a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them. I think they were uh, touring. Um, oh shit! I can't remember the name of the album. It was the one after Futures? I think. So it had like coffee and cigarettes on it. I think. Yeah, I know what album you're talking. I don't remember the name Ugh, of it though. Me neither. Um, good shit though. I mean, that was a great. That was a great show. Um. You seen any other ones at the Diamond that come to mind? Um, man, I'm trying to think. So I saw Girl Talk. Saw. Um, there's another one I'm missing, man. God, I, I've seen so many shows that I, I, it's honestly hard for me to like keep them all straight. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> trying to like, was this there and like was that's you know, exactly how I'm with the openers. I'm like, I remember the headliner. Like, yeah. I always remember who the headliner is. I saw Jack's Mannequin at the Diamond too. That was a good one. Ah, uh, God, man, Diamond Ballroom. I've been there multiple times, but for some reason, one concert's only sticking in my head. Uh, maybe they were horrible, and I put them out of my head subconsciously. I don't know. <laughs> I, I tell you, a really good concert somewhat recently was oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Killers when they came to Zoo. Oh, my God. That Dude, was on rained. my wife's birthday, oh. and she does not give a fuck about the Killers, so I'm like, I can't make her go to this. It's okay. her birthday. Yep. yep. And then, yeah, um, I had a bunch of friends go, and like Brandon Flowers was like, we're going to get blown the fuck away by this tornado, but we're still going to play. I was like, dude, that's crazy. Dude, it was so... Uh, dude, I love the Killers. I think I saw you post about that now. That yeah. I think about it. Yeah, so that's my wife's favorite band. Dude, we actually... so good. We flew to Vegas a couple years ago. Um, so every time they do a tour, or at least most of the times, I think, they always play in Vegas because they're from there. Yeah, hometown. And uh, I guess it's... Supposedly, like a hard, one of their harder tickets to get, and so we went and saw them there, which was unbelievable. Um, so when they came here, she's like, "I'm not missing it," and she was so mad because she's a big Lord Huron fan, and it was the same night they came to Criterion. That's I love that though. I love having that problem. Yeah, I'm like, know, there's so much is. cool shit going on. It is a good problem. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Right, but that one was awesome. Man. Who opened for the Killers? Um, gosh. I can't think of it, dude. I was I trying to remember. Um. That's okay if you don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't. The killer's fucking ripped, though, from what I heard. Um, God, I love Samstown so much. They're and always Hot Fuss good. is a banger. I remember uh, I remember exactly where I was when I heard uh, uh, 
Uh, what's the first single off off us? Uh, the one that hit Mr. the radio. Uh, no, somebody Spurs. told me. Somebody told me. Yep. Uh, I remember I was in my car and it came on the radio, and there was no Shazam or anything then. You're like, what is this? Yeah, like I I honest I don't remember how I found out. I don't. Maybe I called the station or something. You know, <laughs> what back, the fuck y'all playing? Back when you did that, you yeah. know, like, hey, what was that song? You know, uh, and then I think I ran to Best Buy and bought the CD. Like it was Dude, like it was like that fast. You must, that's the you got to do it. Yep. I heard them on, and I'm actually rewatching the OC. Oh my god! <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's the most white people problem like show. Marissa can't make it to her cotillion. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> she's passed out in in Tijuana again. No, Marissa. <laughs> um, but, uh, they played, it wasn't even a, whoever, I think it's Mick G was like the person that coordinated all the music on that show, the fucking tastemaker of our generation, because it wasn't, it was a deep cut off of hot fuss that when they had, they, cause they had the killers on the show Yeah, and it was, um, uh, smile like you mean it. They played, like that's my it. fucking favorite song on that album. Yeah. It rips. But for them to have the courage to not be a coward and play the somebody told me or uh, or uh, Mr. Brightside, but to play a deep cut like um, smile like you mean it, I like respect. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I'm just like, who is this band? Yep. But man, that's I first heard them on the OC, and I'm just like, man, these guys rip. Have you ever seen them live? No. And so, I wanted to go to that show, and I'm like, dang it, Madison, can we go for your birthday, please? What's really cool about that song? Uh, so. May, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't actually think that song was ever officially a single. I don't think it was. So, but they they treat it like it was one of the biggest hits. Like I think I think they actually played that song during the encore. Like, wow. They like they love that song, and and all the fans love that song. That's a fan song. Like it's they like, play that because they yeah. know the fans love it. It's one of those, dude. It's kind of like I compare it to uh, Third Eye Blind has Motorcycle Drive By, which was never a single. My favorite song of theirs. And uh, they play it like every show. A guy because, I work with yeah. loves that song too. Dude, and it's, it's like so it was good. never a single or anything. Like just nope. that exact same situation. Yep. But man, that would, ugh, I could just imagine the. That would fuck me all the way up. <laughs> ugh, dude. So good. They are so awesome. That's, that band is like, I mean, Brandon Flowers is so damn talented. Man, I wish I'd have known you were a big fan of it. We did a Killers episode. Oh really? Yeah. So I had, I like to do episodes where we do like over. Uh, sometimes we do over like specific band, or more recently we just talked about Jimmy World. Yeah. Bleed American just turned fifteen, I think, last year. So it's been out for fifteen years, or eighteen. No, yeah, it was oh, the eighteen. Album, the album. Okay. Yeah, fault, Bleed American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it came out oh one, and so yeah, last year it turned eighteen, and uh, we had to do an episode on it. Man, I was like, I love it. So maybe we'll have to do, if we do like a Samstown or a Hot Fuss episode, I have to have you on that one. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, I, yeah, I love just talking about those, just like getting into the deep, like minutia stuff of like, why do we love this stuff? Like, I love talking about that. I don't know. Like for me, um, I've always like had trouble like reading because I get so distracted. Um, audiobooks are great now that they exist, but um, kind of the same thing goes for music. Whenever I'm listening to it, um, a lot of the words kind of go in my ear and out the other, like they don't really absorb. Uh, so for the most part, unless I'm really trying to pay attention, I don't know what they're talking about. Right. What, what the things that catch me are the beat, the harmony, um, you know, all the little, all the little intricacies of like the music and all those things, uh, along with the, along with the, like the, the voice and the harmony of everything. Right. Like, but the, what they're saying doesn't, it doesn't really, 
it doesn't really get my attention. Yeah, like the, the music, mu- the does. musicality of it's it, the does. music, and that's Probably why because you're a musician. Yeah, and I think that's why I've really sort of uh, gravitated toward the toward like the electronic and like sort of the dance um, genre because a lot of it's a, a lot of it's uh, instrumental, and I don't have to you know worry about you know what are they saying you know did I miss something you know. Uh, do I love this song that's about something that's absolutely horrible, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. So, like, I think it's just, it makes it easier for me to be able to just process it, I guess, in a way. I don't know. It's weird, but. No, I love it, brother. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I don't know. I love music, though, man. I love playing it. So. That's great, man. John, I appreciate your time, man. I, uh, thanks for coming out and chatting with me about, you know, me, with music. Cartoons. I know, man. Anytime, Everything. Dude. We need to grab a beer. That's where we need. I to know. Go. We need to go oh, to God. A, one of one of our awesome breweries and grab yeah. a grab a sud. A non nondescript brewery. Right. Uh, any, brewery, any one of them. A brewery later to be named. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, why don't you tell people where they could like follow Mint Apparel, keep up with all your projects and beer hop and all that good stuff, man. Sure. Um, the best way to do it is uh, through the socials. Uh, Instagram is what we uh, is what I prefer uh, just personally personally, but it, it's it's more of like a portfolio of everything. So uh, Mint Apparel would be at Mint Apparel M E N T A P P A R E L, and then Beer Hop is uh, at Beer Hop O K C B E E two E's R H O P O K C. So um, and then basically Twitter and Facebook as well. You know they're all they're all great, but. Uh, I just feel like Instagram is the best way to sort of access what we're doing, uh, especially on the mint apparel side. So Right on, man. Yeah, yep. I appreciate your time, John. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.